0: Hello, and welcome to Real Time with Rose Sandy. I'm an author of international thrillers and suspense novels, and I'm here to entertain you with stories you won't forget. On this show, I dig a little deeper into the -the behind-the-scenes good stuff. We talk places, characters, new science, technology breakthroughs, espionage, and historical mysteries, all of which make their way into my books. But most importantly, I'm here to give you something sure to thrill and to get to know you too. So let's dig right into it. Hello and welcome to episode four of Real Time with Rose Sandy. On today's show, we will be talking about the five top technologies that appear in the Decrypto Books as you may know, the technologies that are discussed in the Decrypto books either exist, are in development, or are coming in the near future. If you have not read the Decrypto books, you can always grab a free copy at rosandy.com. As always, I love hearing from you um, through email or on Instagram or Facebook or through tweets. And it's always so great to just um, continue our conversation on social. So thanks again for those who have been quite interactive this week This week, I heard from Sally, who said that she has just finished The uh, Decryptor and the Mind Hacker, which is the second book in the Decryptor series, and she absolutely enjoyed it. And she says here that it was an awesome book, and she can't wait to read the next in the series, which is The Decryptor Digital Eyes Only. Val, you have also written in on Facebook and uh, left a lovely comment saying that you really have enjoyed the series so far. You absolutely liked the uh, fantastic imagination, and the characters uh, so far, they have really kept you reading. This week, I have been busy as usual, uh, the weather in London is, oh, well, leaves a lot to be desired. However, it is quite cold and um, Christmas festivities are in full swing. <laughs> also, um, it's always nice to hear what you are up to, so please do drop me a line and just tell me what's going on where you are. I know that you um, this goes out to a lot of you who are across the world and some of you are in different hemispheres and, you know, and um, your, perhaps your weather is so different from what's going on here. And also your cities look a little different. So for me, particularly this week, I was really pleased to grab a show and I was able to go and see Mary Poppins. And now, I'd never seen Mary Poppins uh, on stage uh, at the West End. Um, perhaps like most people, I'd seen the film and the second film. I found it very good. We had second row seats, so I was right in front of the orchestra pit. It is where I love to be, so I can see all those instruments, because in um, another life, I used to play a lot of uh, piano music and do singing, so I just absolutely love music, and I love to watch how an orchestra just adds that musical element to a West End show. So Mary Poppins was fascinating because um, they changed the story a little bit. They brought some of the famous music that we all know from the film. And I think actually Disney did quite a great job. So if you are in London and you are looking for a show, I mean, I would recommend it. You will become a child again because it's very hard not to when you go to see this show. The acting was fabulous. The uh, choreographies and, and all of that. So yeah, if you are into... Shows I highly recommend it. I'm also excited to see the Egyptian treasures um, of Tutankhamun that are being exhibited at the Saatchi Gallery. This promises to be a great exhibition, and I'm actually really excited to go see it. I think it'll be in London for a little while, and uh, yeah, for those of you who are able to go see it, I think I will highly recommend it, um, as any exhibition on gold and treasures seems to be, and mummies. Right. So on this episode, I promised you that we will be looking at the five top technologies that appear in the decryptive books. And this is a countdown. So I'll be starting with my number five and counting down to number one. So coming in at number five. I don't know how many of you have read The Decryptor and the Secret of the Lost Manuscript, but I introduce a uh, technology. So I introduce aerial robots, which Jack, our entrepreneur and inventor and technology experts, and indeed a sidekick for uh, Carla Kress, develops. So I read about these um a couple of years back, and um, I was very interested in the very fact that you could have robots up there in the sky. I like the idea of robots being able to go to places where the human eye couldn 't go. so Jack, in my book, is one of the uh, one of two technology inventors who has developed these uh, responsive aerial robots. And they sort of are fly with aluminum rotors and, um, they are small enough that they could get into tricky places. And, um, because of their build, they also tend to create random teams capable of surveying disaster zones. One of the things that I allowed Jack to do with these things was to give them the ability to be very precise and to tighten themselves into perfect multitudes when necessary. So as you can see, you can see how this would be very beneficial for maybe the military or very beneficial for the army or any sort of tricky situation where you had agents and they just needed a closer look at a disaster zone. I think the technology is fascinating because it's crucial for swift response. Sometimes, um, humans can't get to places as fast. And this is exactly why I wanted this technology and also for it to be at the disposal of our characters. So Jack in the book confides in Calacres and he explains that the technology was underbid by some governments that will remain unnamed. And um, being a very well-honed technology specialist, Jack also is just one of those characters who's always around technology. And of course, it was quite natural for me to give him something really fun to work on. So coming in at number four, we have the facial adaptation technology, or what I call in the books, the mask. So there is a particular scene in the first book, The Secret of the Lost Manuscript, where Mason has an encounter with one of his henchmen. And he actually doesn't recognise him when he first steps into his office at the um, ISTF, which is the International Security Task Force, um, the offices being in central London. So what Mason Laxfell learns, our head of the International Security Task Force, is that these technologies have been under development for quite some time, and they have been developed by the ISTF to permit commandos and agents um, to sort of disguise their identity. But visually, this would allow any agent to be able to take on an undercover mission and The mask, as it is fondly known around the labs and in the book, it uses technology that reduces a person's facial signature. This is absolutely impressive. Imagine being able to do mission impossible stuff, but without ripping off the mask. So in the book, I have allowed the agents to be concealed in a variety of environments and temperatures and lighting conditions. Also, built into the uh, uniforms or the combat uniforms and body suits, the mask can be independent of those things and it can be used on flesh and equipment. So you can see it is absolutely fascinating cloaking technology and it doesn't prohibit the individual who wears it to stop breathing, to see or to hear. So a winner for any covert agent who is going to be in the Decryptor series. So coming in at number three is singularity technology. So I introduced the singularity technology in the decryptor and the mind hacker. So it is a concept that has been around for a few years. And if you do any search or any research on this technology, really what it is saying, it's rather than being a technology, it is a concept of of, saying that at one time, in the near future, will technologies be greater than human intelligence? So it is looking at a hypothetical future point in time where perhaps the technology we are developing on a day-to-day basis almost becomes uncontrollable to the point that it might even be irreversible. So this might actually impact human civilization. Now, knowing me, you would know that I am absolutely going to throw this into one of my books because we need cyber mayhem in there and we need uh, technology disrupting human civilization. In fact, that is one of the major themes that um, that is across most of my decryptor books. So in my book, The Decryptor, Digital Eyes Only, there is a scene right at the beginning of the book where Crest is called to Downing Street. And the prime minister has asked for her to help him with a particular problem that is semi-personal, semi-government. And so she is there and she has this conversation with the prime minister and they're talking about stolen art, amongst other things, and stolen government secrets. So while this whole conversation is happening there is an interruption. And this is where my next technology comes in. So coming in at number two, we have the gecko feet technology. Now, I just named it that and I'm not sure if that's its actual name, but you know, you can search and Google it if you'd like to. What is fascinating about this technology is allowing a human being to sort of be a bit of a Spider-Man and the gecko feet, I don't know if you know the animals, the geckos, they're able to crawl on walls and other uh, vertical structures. So this is exactly another technology that has somehow left a secret environment and a villain has come across it and they're able to penetrate into 10 Downing Street with this technology. So in the book, I go a little bit more and introduce the fact that it is an ISTF technology again. And of, of course, it has taken inspiration from reptiles, as mentioned, and in the form of a suit. And one of the things I do say is that it's something that has not yet been released to the ISTF agents. So making the suspense just a little bit heightened by the fact that someone has broken in and taken this from their labs. So Kala Kress is confronted with this person in this masked suit who is sort of crawling around and creating this mayhem in a 10 Downing Street. So Kala studies the intruder and move along the ceiling. And she notices that the suit allows, or the suit is made of this synthetic materials and carbon nanotubes to be exact. Um, but that's exactly why it's called the gecko, because these behave the same way as geckos. So underneath the suit, she also sees, um, some glimmer and a uh, light displaying something that looked like tire tread, um, covered with millions of little microscopic hairs. And these are the little things that actually let the gripping happen. So again, another technology that I absolutely love and something that is perhaps in development, or maybe has already been developed. So coming in at number one, last but not least, is my digital auctions technology in virtual reality. I had a lot of fun working with this because what happened was, I think before I put it in the book, The Digital Eyes Only, the Decryptor book, I had sampled virtual reality, which is where your sort of eyes are masked with, um, goggles and you enter this virtual world, but your senses are sort of heightened. And at the same time, the technology takes over. So you believe and you feel, and you sense that you are in this digital world. And, um, when I sampled that and I was able to try that virtual reality, I thought it would be a great technology to introduce in the books, and it is the central theme of digital eyes only in terms of this is our main technology we're dealing with. Um, as you might remember, every technology I write about or I introduce in the books either exists, will exist, or is sort of in development, and you will see it in the near future. And The, with the digital auctions, what I wanted to do was to allow cyber people to, let's call them, um, the internet black market to use this particular technology to trade secrets. And these are secrets that they have either stolen from MI6 or the NSA or anywhere else in the world. And, um, what I wanted to introduce in the book that people's worst fears had been realised that you there was this um, environment where bad people were trading all these government secrets. But the other thing I did with this whole idea was that you could not just participate in this auction. It was by invitation only, and it was controlled by a group I called the Black Horse Group. So again uh, the technology centers around a list that is being circulated in this digital auction to this black horse group and what they do is these members when they're told a certain date and time they enter a virtual environment and then um it's a bank led auction and it's all managed in this digital environment so all these cash rich clients invite their banks to bid for their deposits Uh, as well as anything else that is being auctioned. And a lot of it is stolen goods. What's interesting about this whole digital environment is that Carla Kress also finds that something very dear to her is being auctioned. And at the beginning of the book, she actually does not know what that is, but it is something that will come at a very great cost to her. So our time is up and it has absolutely been amazing just uh, talking to you for these uh, several minutes. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Real Time with Rose Sandy and just spending time with me and with the books and with my characters. So next time we will dig into the topic of the five top places I recommend you travel to that actually appear in the Decryptor series. Please continue to send in your emails and your comments and to rose at rosesandy.com. Remember, you can always join me on social, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find out more on my website, rosesandy.com. Also, please use the hashtag, hashtag realtime Rose, um, when you message me. So do also send your questions about the books at any time, because we will answer them on air on this show. I want to hear all the questions you have about the Decrypta series and the other books, And it would be just so fun to answer those for you on the show. So you will find all the links uh, in the show notes and in the email I sent you. I always love hearing from you and hearing about what is going on in your world. So come in and join in the conversation. But for now, I will say goodbye.